Hello. Okay. I don't really use these kind of cool gadgets. So, um, my name is Stephen. Nice to meet you all. Yeah. I just want to honour the man of God. Uh, thank you for allowing me to share the pulpit today. God bless you. God bless your congregation as well. Uh, I just want to open up in prayer. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place today. This is not about me. This is not about eloquent words. This is not about a fantastic sermon. This is about your grace and your glory. So, Lord God, I just pray that you take away all self. You take away any agendas. I just pray that you bring one agenda, which is the kingdom agenda. I pray for salvation to be so strong today. I pray for broken hearts to be healed today. I pray for people with sickness to be healed today. I pray for people in bondage to be healed today. I pray that you give your spirit so freely so people will be liberated today, Lord God. Anyone that's in prison right now, Lord God, in their bodies, Lord God, I pray that you take them out in Jesus' name. All over the room, people are going through different headaches. All over the room, people are going through different furnaces, fiery furnaces. So many Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's in this room right now, and they, they're just stuck in that burning furnace. So they they want to get out. But Lord God, thank you and reveal to them that you're the fourth man in that furnace today. Reveal to them that you're standing in that fiery furnace right now. Lord God, I just want something miraculous to happen today. I'm just your servant that's coming to deliver a message. Lord God, I pray, Lord, right now that every single person in this room that's going through a fiery furnace, they'll be released. In Jesus' name. with our relationships, with our friends. We're just going through a lot of battles consistently. But when it comes to Sunday, we put that smile on and we start all over again. But what God's saying is that he don't want us to go through those battles by ourselves. We're, st we're, it, it, we're still going to go through these battles. No, no, I'm not going to lie to you guys and say that everything's going to be okay. You know, because this world wasn't designed like that. You know, we're all going to go through battles. You know, and if we don't go through battles, give yourself a pat on the back, you know. But we're going to go through battles. But what I'm trying to say to you is that you're not going to just walk out of those battles and everything's all cool. But you need to have the revelation that there's somebody in that battle with you, you know. God is in those battles with you. God is walking in those battles. So no matter how stressful it gets, just know that God's with you. That's not the word I'm sharing with you today. That's just something I felt like, let me, let me just say you know, um, I'm, I want to share with you a story today of a story of complete grace, you know, because a lot of us here today, if not every one of us here, is here because of one thing, and that's the word grace. You know, none of us deserve this. How you doing, kids? You right? Yeah. None of us deserve, none of us deserve this. You know, today, I'm not going to try and preach, like, a fantastic sermon. I'm not going to try and put together some amazing words and put some metaphors together to make me look like a good preacher or I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to be so simple 
and give you a message of grace. Like, so I, I'm probably like one of the, I'm, I, I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve to be standing in front of this pulpit and talking to you guys. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. You know, I've been a very naughty, naughty, naughty kid growing up. You know, and I've done very naughty things and I don't deserve to be here. And as I think probably pretty much everyone here in this room don't deserve to be here. You know, we don't deserve to be here. None of us deserves to be here. You know, I'm sure you guys have stolen some biscuits at home. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you've told a little one or two lies. You know, I'm sure you didn't go to bed at 6.30 when you was meant to. <laughs> None of us, I'm sure some of us in there kind of like uh, altered our tax, you know, and claimed one or two expenses that we shouldn't have. You know, we've all done something that requires some sort of grace, you know, no matter how perfect we are. So just in the room, I don't, know, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know I'm talking to somebody that, you know, nobody is perfect. We've all fallen short. And that's the main reason why God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us, because he realized that as humans, we're going to sin. This thing that we call body is very sinful. It wants to do everything that God told us not to do. You know, it looks at things that it shouldn't look at. You know, it desires things that it shouldn't desire. You know, so we're all, we, we're all sinners. We've all sinned. You know, but something, something, something allowed us to be where we are today. And that is Jesus Christ. That is Jesus Christ. And every time I, I go to church and I share, I do something. Whilst, whilst I'm getting ready, like people think I'm just sleeping, I'm closing my eyes. No, I'm actually reflecting on my journey of how I got here. I'm reflecting on some of the crazy stuff that I used to do. And I'm reflecting on some of the naughty things I used to do. And every time I reflect, I just, I'm so humbled because I know that God's issued me a level of grace that I never deserved. I want to take you guys back uh, growing up. I was a kid. I grew up in um, Barking Estate, which was one of the poorest estates in the UK, Hearts Lane. And I grew up, I had five brothers and sisters. And growing up, I was that kid that really didn't believe in myself. You know, I'm going to be completely transparent with you guys and open. I'm going to share some stuff with you. I was overweight, you know, and that affected me. You know, going into school, like people used to make fun out of me. I was dark skinned, you know, and all of my friends used to kind of bully me because of the fact that I was dark, you know, and they used to call me all sorts of names and... All of that affected me, affected me. And then I thought, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I have no confidence. I have no self-esteem. Like, I weren't good at nothing. I weren't good at maths. I weren't good at English. Failed all of my exams. You know, when it came to playing football at playtime, I will be that kid in goal, you know, because I couldn't be the striker. <laughs> and what did I do? It affected my self-confidence. It affected my self-esteem. I said, you know what? I'm going to be bad, right? Because that's what's going to give me identity. So I started being bad. I started swearing. I started having fights in schools. I started doing all sorts of stupid stuff. I, st I got kicked out of school. My headmaster told me, Stephen Addison, you will never step foot on Barking Abbey soil again, you know? And this was because I didn't believe in myself. I didn't have confidence. And then when I finished school, I got involved in uh, drug dealing, fraud, uh, robberies, and started smoking weed every single day. Started 
doing things that I shouldn't have done, but all because I was trying to fill up this void in myself that was empty, you know, and I realized that every time I made money, I would get drunk, I will go to a party, but I'll come back home and I'll be empty again. You know, I'll be empty. I feel like, what's, like, there must be more to this. There must be more to this. And I kept going back to that place of emptiness, you know. And at the age of 20, I lived that life up until 20. And at the age of 20, I had this dream that I was going to go to prison for murder with my mates. And God spoke to me so clear in the dream. He said, Stephen, if you carry on hanging around with your mates and getting into trouble and doing all the stuff that you're doing, this is where you're going to end up. But if you give your life to me, I will make you a role model to young people all over the world. And I will use you to help kids come out of gangs all over the world. And it was so, it was crazy. Because when I woke, when I woke up from that dream, the first person I spoke to was my mum. And I said, mum, I had this weird dream that I was going to go to prison for murder. You know, but God spoke to me and said, if I give my life to him, he will use me to be a role model. And she was like, Stephen, you need to give your life to Jesus. And I didn't want to listen to my mom. I felt, oh, she's always trying to get me to go to church. And she's always trying to, like, she's just been doing that for a long time. I was, I was a part of every single school you can think of. Sunday school, Saturday school, Monday school. <laughs> like, I had pray meetings every single day. My mom used to get different pastors to come in to pray for me. Because she used to think my son's just uh, that possessed, you know. And that same week, that same week, police raided my house, you know, five o'clock in the morning looking for, like, money and drugs and stuff like that. So my mum was so happy that God spoke to me. I met up with my mates that day, and I said, yo, I had this weird dream that we went to prison for murder. They all started laughing at me. said, Stephen, we ain't killed no one. All we're doing is making money. Like, what are you talking about? And I kept telling them, kept telling them. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to leave my mates, and I'm going to, I'm going to try and change my lifestyle. So I decided to go to church on Sunday. And I went to church as a, in a complete mess. I had weed in my pocket. I'll be honest with you guys, I've been transparent. I had stuff on me that I shouldn't have had. I was on my phone throughout the whole service just trying to uh, like set up money, like uh, making, up, making money and stuff like that. I was not taking it serious. But then I met up with a brother in the church which had been through the same lifestyle as me. And he ended up sharing his, his story with me and... I ended up giving my life to the Lord and telling him my story, the dream that I had. And then I gave my life to the Lord, said a sinner's prayer, and I felt complete forgiveness. Like I literally felt like I was a brand new baby in this world. And it felt like something had fallen from my eyes. And I felt like, you know what? I was looking at everything from a different perspective. You know, and I remember going back to, to my area, telling my mates, yo, guys, guess what? I'm a Christian now. I've given my life to the Lord. Everyone started laughing. Says Stephen, what do you mean? Like you're making so much money, you're doing really well. Everything you ever wanted is happening right now. I said, Nah, I think I found something better. And deep down, I genuinely felt like happy. I felt fulfilled. You know, I felt like there was something that what I was looking for all of my life. I found it in Jesus. You know, and I just remember trying to. The, the Lord gave me a word that He's not going to bless me until I get rid of all the blessings that the devil gave me. And I had a lot of uh, pride from uh, the things that I had, like the clothes that I had, the money that I had, the stuff that I brought. So I started giving away all of my money and giving away all of my clothes and all that kind of stuff that I got from that lifestyle. And everyone in the area was like saying, Stephen's going crazy, Stephen's. Like, and then a lot of my friends will come up to me and they say, Stephen, I think God told me to give, uh, 
God told me that you have to give me your, your, old, your old shoes or that God said that you have to give me your Rolex and stuff like that. So I was just giving away all of my stuff and it got to the point that I had nothing. You know, I, had, I just had simple clothes. I had George, like Primark and I was just humbled, you know, and my identity was no longer in, the, in those things, but it was in, it was in Jesus, you know, and I was in a, such a humbled place like, my dad would give me money to go uh, to church, and that was the best thing for me. Like, uh, or he would give me money for the offering. And I remember that place, and I started boxing, and I started going to the gym every day. But then, when I first gave my life to the Lord, I've always been told that I couldn't do anything. But then, the first thing I read in the Bible was, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I picked up this new confidence that came out of nowhere. And I said, well, I can do all things. Are you sure? I was like, God, listen, if this thing is fake, I'm going back to the devil's kingdom. I, 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 said, I had that honest conversation with God. I said, God, please, I don't want to be just anyone in your kingdom. Like, use me, because the devil used me when I was in his kingdom. So I want you to use me too. So I really put that word to test. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I said, I'm going to go boxing. I'm going to start fighting. I'm going to start training. And before I knew it, I lost over almost seven stones. You know, I was 21 stones. I lost almost seven stones, you know, in the space of a year. I started fighting. I started competing. And I even went to university, even though I had no qualifications. You know, I went to my, I went to enroll at London South at university. I went there Monday to Friday. Every single day I kept going there. And they kept saying, sorry, you ain't got the right grades to enroll into this program. And I kept saying, no, but you don't get it. I need to do business. Like, I need to study business. I said, but you don't have the right grades. I kept going there, and the last day on Friday, the chancellor himself came out and said, I can't believe you're still like, coming. You, can't, you ain't got the right grades. And I said, listen, I have to study business here. And then he said, you know, based on your consistency and, and et cetera, et cetera, I want you to, you can come in, but I, I promise you, you're not going to make it to second year. So let me fast forward now. Second year comes. I'm now doing really, really well in boxing. I'm winning fights. I'm doing really, really well at university. And... I compete for the British Amateur Championships. And these are all the universities in England. And I ended up winning gold, you know. And it was like, God, like, this, is, this is like, this is not me. You know, this is this confidence that I'm finding in you. So I went to go and get, this news, go and get the newspapers to go and show my family and my friends. I was on the back page for winning gold in the newspapers. And on the front page of the newspapers were four of my friends. They got life in prison for murder. You know, and these were the same guys that I had a dream about. And I'd really felt the Lord say to me, Stephen, I've taken you out of this. I, that could have been you. That was the level of grace that I gave you to get you out of this situation. You know, and that really, that really touched me. That really made me feel that, you know what, I could be in jail right now for life. But if you didn't show me that dream that day, you know, and I went to go to the sentencing and I just saw my mates and, they all got, like, it was crazy. And I met up with my mate, and I said to him, and the first thing he said to me was, like, Stephen, I wish, I wish I listened. You know, I remember when you was talking about that, about the dream. You know, and that gave me a deep conviction to actually do something about it. So when I was at uni, my last year, I'd done my dissertation. And my dissertation was on setting up my own kind of project that can address the issue of kids getting involved in gangs and how to give them a way out. You know, and... I came up with a dissertation title, When Passion Meets Purpose. So I wanted to find out what happens when you bring your passion together and your purpose. And I came up with the idea of box-up crime. 
and that was my dissertation. I ended up graduating with that and getting a first class for my dissertation, you know, and my university, my university said, Stephen, we want to give you 1,200 pounds to do a pilot study to see if this works. So we ended up doing the pilot, and it was crazy that August 2013, we had over 100 kids come down, teaching them boxing, and then that was it. After the pilot was done, six weeks, I was like, yeah, box up crime's done, I'm going back to boxing. But God was like, no, I've got different plans for you. The kids kept bugging me, Stephen, when are you going to do box up? When are you going to do the box up again? I kept explaining to them, guys, it was just a project, it was just a pilot, it was just a university project. I didn't actually have plans to do it full time, you know. And then I said, you know what, let me just do it one more time. So I went into my overdraft and I took out £600, that was it, I was broke, had no more money, you know. And then two months we, we advertised Box Up Crimes back on again. All the kids came down for two months, they loved it. After the two months were done, I thought, yeah, God, I'm done, I'm going back to boxing. And it was so funny. I get nominated for the Mayor of London Awards. And there was no way that I was going to win the Mayor of London Awards because I've only been running for two months. There was organisations that have been running for years and years and years. Fifty people made it to the finals out of different leaders across uh, London. You know? And the night before the awards ceremony, I had this weird dream that me and Boris Johnson took a picture. And he was wearing... And he was wearing the box-up crime beanie hat. You know, and he had his thumbs up. So, unfortunately, I ain't got the pictures and that of you right now. But you can check it out online. I went to the award ceremony, and then there were so many people there. It was in City Hall. I was with my mum. My mum's never ever been to an award ceremony. I've never been to an award ceremony. <laughs> we can both relate. <laughs> um, and then Boris said, the winner for 2013 is Stephen Addison. I was like, what? <laughs> right, this makes no sense. Right. So I went down to go and get my award, and I said, Boris, I've got a present for you. And he put the hat on straight away. And just as my dream, he took this picture, and he went on all the newspapers, me and Boris Johnson. Now, guess who picked up that newspaper? Anyone want to guess? My headmaster that kicked me out of school. <laughs> so, 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 so my, head, my headmaster picks up this newspaper, and he says, what's going on? How's Stephen with the mayor of London? And the title says, ex-gang member earns Mayor of London Award. That was the headline. So he was reading it, and he called me up. And then he said, Stephen, uh, what have you done? How have you changed your life around? I shared my testimony with him. Stephen, listen, whatever you did, just come down to our school, Barking Abbey, because the kids here are worse than you. I need you to, I need you to do it. <laughs> so we ended, I ended up going to Barking Abbey School and ended up signing a big contract for the year. And that contract gave me the money to actually set up Box Up Crime like fully, you know, and it allowed us to pay for like the whole, the, the whole hire for the whole year and pay for like the team and everything to set it up. Now fast forward, uh, coming up to five years now, Box Up Crime is now working with over 600 kids a week. You know, uh, we, we've, got a, we've got a hub in Switzerland. We're, work, we're operating in a, a, at least four London boroughs right now. You know, God's blessing it so much that I can't even take no credit for it. Um, the school that I got kicked out of and told never come back, I'm now a governor. I'm now, <laughs> you, know, I'm, you know. So I'm now sitting on the board of governors at that school. And the same head teacher, the same teachers that told me that I'm never going to amount to anything, they're sitting inside the meetings with me. I'm like, it's crazy. I can't explain it, man. It's like, I still can't get over it. Like, it's just, but it's, 
This is a story of grace. I don't deserve to be where I am. I don't deserve to be sitting inside uh, meetings with my head teacher deciding the expansion of schools and deciding how much, uh, uh, if we should recruit this head, this head of year, deputy head. Or I shouldn't be in their meetings. I shouldn't be going to parliament and meeting up with lords and I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be the CEO of Box Up Crime and running this, this ministry. I shouldn't be doing it. I shouldn't be. You know, like, and it's grace. It's grace. It's grace. I shouldn't be doing these things. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be living the life that I'm living. Where I should be right now, if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, I should be in prison. I should be in prison. You know, but there's something called grace that we've all got access to. We've all got access to grace. You know, we've all made mistakes. But what happens is when Jesus comes into your life, he changes you from where you are to, to where he wants you to be. You know, and I was a big fat zero, big fat zero. Then the Holy Spirit came into my life and turned me to 100. So he takes you from zero to 100 real quick. But that's when you've got God in your life. You can't do it without him. It's so impossible, so hard. You know, and today I really feel like the Holy Spirit is sharing, like this wants everyone to understand that if you've got, if you've got him in your life, it's so easy to do things. It's so easy. So one thing that I stand on and one thing that I live by is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, and a lot of us in this room, we've grown up living a lie. We've grown up living a lie that I can't do nothing. I can't do this. I can't get involved in this uh, sector. I can't get involved in this business. Or I can't do sports. Or I can't sing. But Jesus came to say that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You know, like, and I'm, I'm someone which can easily say that and say, you know what, 100%, guys, trust me, this is real. Because I know exactly where I've come from. And where I, I come from a hopeless place. A hopeless place. Nobody around me goes to university. Nobody around me does gets involved in business. Like the only alternative is is crime, crime or gangs. That's 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 where I'm from. Everyone in my generation, only probably one or two of us have probably done like gone to, done really well. But everyone in my generation have gone down that negative lifestyle, you know. But something changed when Jesus came into my life, you know. And I really want to encourage all of you guys here today that get to know this Jesus Christ. You know, like, we can know about him through a, a sermon. We can know about him through people talking about him. But get to know him personally. You know, like, for so many years, my parents talked to me about Jesus Christ. But I didn't know him. I didn't know him. For so many years, I went to church, I went to Sunday school, Monday school, Tuesday school. But I still didn't know him. But something changed when I got to know him. You know, and I wish I knew him from a young, young age. I found out about him at 20. You know, and some of us may be 50 or maybe 30 or maybe 45, maybe 18. And we feel like we've known Jesus because of what we've heard. But I want us, I really want to encourage you guys, go back, go home today, reflect. Who is this Jesus Christ? What is this grace that he actually has to offer? What does it really mean to do all things through Christ who strengthens you? I'm not talking about just setting up an organization and like having great results. I'm talking about every single one of us has a purpose. We all have a purpose. We all have a reason for living. You know, and God's put something in you. 
I never ever knew when I was doing all of my sin and living my life crazy, I didn't know box up crime was in me. I didn't know that. I never knew, but Jesus knew it was in me. See, Jesus knows what's in every single one of you. He knows your true potential. He knows, I mean, a lot of people tell you, no, you guys can't do it. You can't, you, no, that's a bit too hard. Don't, don't look at that. Don't, go, don't get involved in that. Or you've always been a fade while you've always gone to jail. You've always been an alcoholic. No, you can't change your life around. But there's something called grace right now that God wants to give to every single one of us. You know, and I know there's people in this room right now that they've made mistakes and they feel like, no, I'm just a big fat zero. I'm just a zero. I can't do nothing. I can't achieve nothing. But that's a lie from the devil. You know, every single one of you in this room has some, a, a great future, has a great destiny, has a great purpose, has a great calling. You're all instruments. You're all key instruments. And there's something in this room that God's given every single one of you. You know, like I didn't know that boxing could lead so many kids out of slavery. I didn't know that. Out of crime, out of gangs. You know, Moses was just there and he just had this old silly rod. And God used that old silly rod to lead millions of people out of slavery. Now, I really want to ask you guys and question you and challenge you, what silly rod do you have in your hand? What silly rod do you have in your hand? You know, like, it don't matter how old you are. It don't matter how unskilled you are. It don't matter how, uh, you might not even be a good communicator. It don't matter. God don't look at these things. God just cares about the silly rod you have in your hand. And how are you going to use that rod to lead the people around you out of slavery? Slavery don't mean that you've got handcuffs in you and you're just sitting there. No, slavery means that you're stuck in a situation that like, there's people like right around my, the people that I'm leading out of slavery are young kids that are involved in gangs. That are to walk around with swords and kill people. Those are the kids that I'm trying to lead out of slavery. You know, I've lost, unfortunately, about six kids now. You know, in the space of a year, it hurts. You know, you have, everyone has their own slaves they need to lead out. Who are the slaves that you need to lead out? Is it alcoholics? Is it people that are, 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 have severe depression? Is it, I don't know, but God has, God has called every single one of you guys for something particular, something specific, you know, something unique to you. And I want to encourage you, every single one of you, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So I want us to just do a quick little exercise. Can we put our hands on our heart? Can we stand up? Is that okay? If we can't stand up, that's cool. I can do. I can do. All things through Christ who gives me strength. Let's say it again. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I want you to really meditate on this right now. We're going to say it one more time. I want us to close our eyes now. For so long, we've been living a life of I can't do. I can't do. I can't get involved in this. I can't achieve this. And for so long, so many of our friends have told us that, no, you can't do it. You know, some of your friends in school have told you you can't do it. Your school teachers may have told you you can't do it. I remember my school teacher told me, Stephen, you can't be anyone. You're probably going to end up in jail. Or, or you're going to be dead. She told me, so I remember that. People try and tell you things. And there's a word called self-fulfilling prophecy. Some of us have had some self-fulfilling prophecy taking place in our lives. But today, I'm gonna, we're cancelling that in the name of Jesus. 
We're cancelling that in the name of Jesus. Today is not about, let's give out an amazing sermon and everyone goes all clapping. No, 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 no. Today is about cancelling these self-fulfilling prophecies that we've accepted for so many years. Because today, Jesus wants to tell you that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Jesus wants to tell you that that organization that you want to set up, you can do it. That business that you want to walk into, you can do it. Those slaves that you want to lead out of slavery, you can lead them out of slavery. You can change your community. So I want us to, one more time, we're going we're gonna to really prophesy this over our lives. Every single word that someone said to you growing up, that you can't do it, that you can't cross over and go to that promised land, I want you to rebu- rebuke it right now in Jesus' name. And as we say this right now, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I want you to speak into that situation. I can do do. all things things. through Christ Christ. who gives me strength. strength. Now, I want you to really reflect on whatever you want to see strength in. Whatever you want to see that you can put all your abilities into. Reflect on it right now. Say that one quick prayer. Say that one quick prayer and I want you to sit down. Once you've done that, you can sit down. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I really, I really feel strongly right now that this has been a change of season for a lot of you guys. It's been a change in season for you. It's been a shift in the gears. But for so long, you've been told that you can't do it. But for, for so long, you was like me when I was in school that was in goal. He was a goalkeeper. They wouldn't allow you to be put out in the front and say he's a striker. And they thought, you want a, you want a striker? You know, for so long in your lives, you guys weren't allowed to be strikers because of what people told you. I could have been the best striker out there. I don't know. But I allowed my friends to tell me that, no, Stephen, you can't do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I allowed my friends to say that. I allowed my friends to say that. And, I, and only when I hit 20... And I found the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm now the striker now. I'm now playing up front. I'm now allowed to go to parliament and speak and uh, uh, add value to decisions. I'm allowed to sit down with the lead of my council, Barkley and Dagnum, and advise them on how the strategy to go forward. I'm allowed to do these things now. I'm allowed to play up front. I'm no longer a goalkeeper. I'm no longer a defender. I'm up front now. I'm a striker. And, I'm, and I walk in that confidence that I'm a striker, not because I'm smart and I went to university. I'm a striker because I know the Lord Jesus Christ. I know who I am right now. I know, I, I, there's no need for me to go down that road of crime and be bad and smoke weed and try and feel like I'm cool. I don't need to do that no more because I know who I am. I'm a striker. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, I believe in my abilities now because of the Lord Jesus Christ. But for so long, I was playing behind the goalkeeper, the saving goals. I went for saving goals. I was letting every goal in, you know. But now I'm just scoring goals on the target. And that's what God wants to do with every single one of us right now. He wants us to have that revelation that, no, listen, you're now my son. You're now in my kingdom. You now have my spirit running through you. When you have God's spirit running through you, kids, right now, you know when you go to school, 
When you go to school and you realize that you've got God in you, you're the smartest kid in the class. You're the best football player in that field. You're better than Spider-Man. You know, because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Anytime someone tells you, anytime someone tells you, no, you can't do it, or you can't play football, or you can't, you're not good at maths, what would you tell them? What would you tell them? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You tell them I can do anything. I can do all things. Not one or two things. I can do all things. You know, that's a different kind of cheekiness, you know? <laughs> Because the cheekiness with guarantee. You know, some people are cheeky, but they have no guarantee behind it. But you go into the situation, like, next time you're in that boardroom, or next time you go to work and you're in front of your, your boss or you're in front of wh- whoever you're in front of, you tell them, listen, like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can provide value to this situation. I can add value to this situation because of the Lord Jesus that lives in me. Like, everything changes. Everything changes, you know, and I just, I'm, hum- I'm so humbled to be here today. I'm so grateful that God has opened the door for me to speak to you guys. If there's anything that you can go away with today, it's not, it's not my story. It's not my story. If there's anything you can go away with today, is the fact that for so long, I may have been playing in goal. I may have been playing in defense. And I was never allowed to play up front with the cool kids because I didn't believe in myself. I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had the confidence of Jesus in me. But I want you to go away today that, you know what, starting from Monday morning, I'm going to start being a striker. I'm going to go to work and I'm going to be a striker. I'm going to go to school, I'm going to be a striker. I'm going to go to my community and I'm going to be a striker. I'm going to score goals. I'm going to play up front because I have the Holy Spirit living in me. That's what it is, you know, and the reality of it is as well, I can just be here and I can tell you all day long, you can play up front, you can score goals, you can be a world leader. But none of that is possible if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. None of that's possible. You just still be, you'll be playing up front and missing every single goal. You know, and the referee will send you off. Get out of here. You know, but God wants you to stay. He wants you, he, he wants you to understand that he's in you. Jesus lives in you. You know, and every single one of you guys in here, I don't know what your journey is. I don't know where you're from. I don't know what you've done wrong. But don't worry, you ain't in it by yourself because I've done wrong as well. I've been an alcoholic. You know, I've been a drug addict. I was addicted to weed. You know, I've, I've been a thief. You know, I've been a liar. But when Jesus comes into your life, all of that goes, disappears. He just wipes your slate clean. He wipes it clean. He, he don't see that no more. He don't see that no more. He don't see the lies you told. He don't see the past you've had. All he sees is the future he's got for you. And all he sees is that now my son my daughter is a striker now. And my daughter my son's going to start striking for the kingdom of heaven. Start winning goals for the kingdom of heaven. You know? We're going to win the championship for heaven. We are going to win the championship for heaven. But the only way we can do that is by inviting Jesus into our life. You know, and I want to, I, I really, really, as, if, as the choir comes up, you know, I really want to invite the opportunity for, for you guys to get to know who Jesus is. Jesus really wants to come into your life. He really wants to come into your life. For so long, 
for so long. With every eyes closed right now, with every eyes closed right now, for so long Jesus has been trying to call you to play in his team. You know, he's been trying to call you to play on his team for so long. And I just want you, while you've got your eyes closed, I really want you to reflect on times when you was called to play for that football team and you said no. I'm talking about the football team of life. You was called so many times, yo, come and get involved, come and play, we need you up front. You say, no, I can't be up front, I'm just a goalkeeper. For so long, you was meant to participate. But then you was told, I can't do all things. Today, Jesus is changing your whole story. Your life will never be the same again. I promise you that if you give your life to Jesus today and you invite him in your life and you ask him, you know what? I want you to come into my life. I want you to teach me. I want you to teach me. I need you, Jesus. I can't do it no longer by myself. I'm tired of just getting drunk to hide the pain away. I'm tired of people telling me that you can't do it. I'm tired of that right now. I believe in myself now. I walk in confidence now that I have Jesus. So with every eyes closed, if that's you and you feel like for a long time you've just been a goalkeeper and you've not been participating, I want to do so. I don't want to embarrass you or nothing like that, but I really want to pray for you. I really want to pray for you and I really want to invite you to the winning team. You know, and if that's you, just, just give me like a wave so I know who to pray for. You know, because you, you, you was just like me. But I didn't know what I was doing. Just give me a little wave so I know who I can pray for. I see your hands. Thank you, bro. I see your hands. No one's watching. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Jesus is in here right now. I see your hand. I see your hand. Jesus is here right now. Some, I see your hand, sister. Things are going to change today. Things are going to change. Things are going to change today. See your hand, brother. Wow, Jesus is in this place. Lives are going to change today. You know, just in the act of boldness and also as a declaration to show that this, I'm, I'm going to be a striker now. This is, this is my number in God's game. I'm going to be a striker. I want to pray with you. If you don't, if you, if you, if you want to come to the front, I'll pray for you. And the church wants to pray for you because we're a family here. You know, we're a family. There's not, no one, no one feels like you're doing anything uncomfortable. If you don't want to do it, I can meet you after the service and pray with you. But the guys that did wave their hands at me, if you want to come to the front, I want to just pray with you now. I had to do that. I had to do that. I had to really make a bold declaration to my friends that I'm done with this now. I want to I play. I want to play, play in striker. 